Food bloggers, hi, how are you today? Thank you so much for tuning in to the Eat Blog Talk podcast. This is the place for food bloggers to get information and inspiration to accelerate your blog's growth and ultimately help you to achieve your freedom, whether that's financial, personal, or professional. I'm Megan Porta, and I've been a food blogger for over 12 years. I understand how isolating food blogging can be at times. I'm on a mission to motivate, inspire, and most importantly, let each and every food blogger, including you, know that you are heard and supported. You know, I love a good analogy and Clara Chang from Fitchin Food Life brought the best analogy to this conversation. I think you guys are going to love it too. She talks about how adopting a fitness mentality will help to build your blogging business. There are so many parallels and I love the way she has used a fitness mentality to help grow her business. It's so awesome. This is episode number 404 and it is sponsored by Rank IQ. Eblog Talk is here to support you at every stage of your food blogging journey to help you accelerate your blog's growth so you can achieve your freedom. We offer many services that will help get you on the right path no matter where you're at in your journey. Don't forget to check out our free discussion forum at forum.eblogtalk.com. Go there to connect with like-minded peers, to learn and to grow, and to share any wins that you have. Our signature service is our mastermind program. We are currently accepting waitlist submissions for 2024. So if you want to get on the list for this year-long experience starting in January 2024, definitely do that now. If you are not quite ready for that investment, the Mini Minds program might be for you. It is a six-month program that will help you achieve your goals and overcome any obstacles that are holding you back. And if you're up for getting together in person with some like-minded food bloggers, consider coming to one of our in-person retreats in 2023. This is a great way to get to know your fellow food bloggers really well in an intimate setting to learn a ton about food blogging in a short time frame and to eat some delicious food that you will never forget. Go to eatblogtalk.com forward slash services to get all the information about all of our services. Clara is a content creator for the last two years at Pitchin Food Life, which shares macro-friendly healthy recipes that are still delicious. Fitness is a very integral part of her life, and it is also the key reason why she started the blog. Clara likes to stay active by training Muay Thai and powerlifting. In order to make sure she has enough energy to train well, it is essential for her to replenish her body with adequate nutrition. At the same time, Clara loves good food and really doesn't want to resort to eating the typical plain chicken, broccoli, and rice diet that a lot of athletes resort to, which is why she started creating recipes of her favorite dishes tweaked to be healthy and nutritious. Throughout the past year, Clara has invested in the right tools and education to see meaningful traffic growth for her blog. Hello, Clara. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. How are you? Hi, Megan. I'm so excited to have you here. Me too. I've been listening to your podcast for a long time, so... It's pretty cool to be able to finally come on as a guest. Ah, well, I'm so happy to have you here and can't wait for our chat today. Before we get into this awesome topic, though, we want to know if you have a fun fact to share with us. Yeah. So every time I travel, I bring my boxing gloves with me, which raises some eyebrows at airport security. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the reason for that is another fun fact about me is that I've been training Muay Thai for a few years. And that's one of my biggest passions in life. And so when I travel, I like to go visit other gyms and just like meet people from the Muay Thai community in that city. That's so cool. How long have you been training for that? 
Around three to four years. Oh, so cool. It is such an awesome, I almost see it as like an art form. It's so fun to watch. So I love that you do that. Not many people that I know get into that. So cool. And yeah, I love the security comment. I'm sure the airport security is like, why are you using these? What do you need these for? (laughs) Oh, I love it. Well, we are going to talk today about this fitness mentality and how we can apply that to building your blogging business, which I really love. I love that analogy. So Clara, would you mind just starting with the journey of your blog? Like, Why did you start your blog and where are you at today with it? Yeah, sure. So I started my blog two years ago, Fitchin Food Life, and it shares macro-friendly recipes that are still healthy and still delicious. And I started it about two years ago because it was around right like a month before COVID. I actually got in a bike accident and broke my arm. And because of that, I couldn't really work out or do Muay Thai or any of that. And so I really had to double down my nutrition. And nutrition in the fitness world is kind of known as like 70% of reaching your fitness goals. And because of COVID, I was working from home too. So I just really, really got into cooking. Like before that, I actually was pretty useless in the kitchen. Like literally never used my kitchen except to melt my mouth guard for Muay Thai. (laughs) But yeah, COVID really spurred the like cooking for me. It was just that one thing I was like looking forward to doing every day, like trying a new recipe, trying a new technique. And just like would take recipes that I had had from restaurants, eating out, or like stuff I saw on YouTube that I really liked, and I'd tweak it to be healthy. And by healthy, my I know there's a lot of different definitions of healthy, but my definition is macro-friendly, which means there's enough protein that will fuel my workouts, and a good balance of the other macronutrients like carbs and fats. So it it does involve a little bit of like weighing how much rice I'm using or how much chicken I'm using. But once you get into the groove of it, it's like you kind of know how much you need to use for a meal. And so I started like just doing all these recipes for myself and eventually thought it'd be cool to like kind of share that because I felt like they're definitely I had friends who would like ask me for like some nutrition advice and like I thought it'd just be cool to share somewhere that's more centralized and kind of basically have like almost a recipe book in a way, but like digital. So yeah, so that's how I started my blog. Yeah, awesome. I love your story. I love that you started with COVID and that that kind of spurred your love for cooking. I've heard that story over and over again, and I think that's one of the maybe one of the, the good things that's come from it is that people found joy being in the kitchen. So not only did you find kitchen joy, but you started a blog. That's so cool. And is it your full-time business or are you doing it part-time? Part-time for now. Awesome. So you clearly have a background in fitness and now you have a love for food. So how have those two kind of married together? And also talk about like the amount of work that you've had to put into your blog, because I know that's one of your points is like, you didn't know it would be this much work. I mean, yeah, so I've thought about starting a blog for a really long time. And I just never really like had the time and space to do it until COVID. But I never thought in a million years it would take the hard work, grit and consistency to build it. Like I think when you read about the stories or hear about the stories online, 
you don't really see the like amount of work that goes into it. You just see the like success. So I think on my end, I was just kind of caught off guard and I often would just feel really frustrated and the lack of results like right out the gate. And and part of it was also because I didn't really know what to prioritize. I just felt like I was trying to do everything from like Instagram, creating the blog, photography, etc. And I mean, I should have known better, but I think it's really hard, at least for me personally, to like try to do all these things and do them well. Like usually it's a matter of prioritization, focusing on the one or two top priority things and kind of for the other things, like just keep the lights on. And yeah, like I would say I've been blogging about two years, right? And I just got into Mediavine. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. And a lot of people will ask me like, oh, how long did it take to get there? What do you do? And then I'll tell them like, yeah, it took me two years. But the first year, I honestly didn't know what I was doing. It was just like a lot of looking through the Facebook group. Also, I would say another thing that held me back is like not really being willing to invest in the plugins and tools and education that I needed to get me to the next level. And I think changing that mindset the second year really helped advance me. I love your story and love the evolution and hearing you talk through all of that. I think that it is so common for people to get into blogging and just assume that success is easy because we do hear all of the success stories, right? And there's no handbook. You don't get in and get handed this book like, okay, here's where you start. Here's what you prioritize. We get in and we have to figure it out for ourselves, which nobody tells us that it's as hard as it is. Yeah, for sure. Even like a year in, I almost, I even almost like wanted to give up because I was just like doing it for a year, putting a pretty decent amount of time into it, but not really seeing any substantial results. But yeah, like around that same time, I was like in between jobs and the next job I had actually gave me like two months off before I would even start, which never happens really in the corporate world. So I was like, I'm just going to go to Thailand for a month. (laughs) Oh, awesome. I went to Thailand for a month and just trained Muay Thai. And like, I think just being away from being somewhere where I was like really happy and doing what I loved really gave me the clarity and like a refreshed mindset. And I think the other thing about being in Thailand is like there's a lot of digital nomads and entrepreneurs who like leave their country and go make it on their own in Thailand is also really like inspiring. So after I I was like, I'm not giving up. I just need to change my strategy. Like, I don't know what I was expecting going into this, thinking it was an overnight thing. Because when you go, when you start up, start Muay Thai, you don't become a fighter overnight. Like I'm three years in and I'm still not a fighter. And if you, when you start powerlifting, which is another thing I do, like you don't walk into the gym and start like lifting 200 pounds on your first attempt. Like it takes years to get to that point. It takes daily consistency to build to that. So that's what I started to change my mindset, just finding the right number one like format, obviously. And then once I found something that worked for me, then just doing that consistently. I love this so much. Before we started recording, I told you that I've always been able to see those analogies between fitness and like changing your body in good ways and blogging because 
it does take time and you can't like, I love your analogy of like, you can't be a good fighter or whatever. Like you can't build muscles or lose the weight or whatever in like a day or a week or a month even, or even a year, right? Like it takes so long. So you've, you have to go in with that mindset and it's the exact same thing with blogging. The people who go in thinking they can do it overnight are the ones who give up and get frustrated and can't tackle it because their expectations don't line up with what's reality, right? Yeah. I love this analogy so much. So what kind of helped you get to the point where you had that different mindset? Was it just being in Thailand or were there other things that came together for you? I think it was a combination of being in Thailand and also just like taking a break. Because sometimes when you're like in that state of feeling really down and in the dumps, like you just need to take a break and just give yourself the time to like go back with renewed energy. So it's not to say that you have to take a long trip somewhere (laughs) to get to that. Yeah. Yeah, like I think giving myself that mental break was really valuable. Really important. So would you say for others who can't necessarily take a break away from where they live and go to another location in the world, how else would you recommend that people take breaks so that they can find the clarity and how long, like how long of a break do you think is needed? Yeah. I mean, I think in terms of taking a break, like for me, I love Muay Thai. So that's, that's what makes sense for me. But like for anyone else, it's like, what else in your life sparks joy? And like, why don't you like treat yourself and spend some time doing that thing, whatever that might be. And I think you'll just feel a lot more energized. Because for me, after I have a really long, bad day, I go train Muay Thai and I'm great. Like, I feel great. And so I'm sure there's like, everyone has that thing for them. So just like treating yourself and spending some time doing that. And in terms of how long, it really depends on the person, right? Like it could be like a week, it could be a month. I've taken a break of like a week too. And so it just really depends on like what works for them. Yeah, and just experimenting a little bit. Let's chat about Rank IQ, friends. Rank IQ is a super awesome and powerful keyword research tool made just for bloggers. You've heard me talk about this keyword research tool before, and I'm going to keep talking about it because it works. I have seen steady organic growth on my own food blog, Pip and Ebby, in 2022 and now into 2023. And the top reason for this is because I have prioritized running my content through this tool. Here are the reasons why Rank IQ works. The keywords you find inside the tool provide great ideas about new articles to write and ways to rewrite existing content. I always find ideas that I never would have thought about on my own. All of the keywords in the database are handpicked, so you won't find keywords in the tool that will not rank. The Rank IQ Optimizer is my favorite optimizer I've ever used. It provides a comprehensive list of words that could help each post rank. And the keywords you find are low competition keywords with high search volume. I found that the lower you go with the competition score, the more likely you will shoot up toward the top of Google, no matter what your DA is. Check it out for yourself. Go to rankiq.com. Now back to the episode. There's this constant pull, I feel, and this is even after many, many years of being a blogger to keep working. (laughs) So it's sometimes even still, I'm like, I have to pull myself away from my computer. And as a less mature blogger, I remember like I couldn't give, I couldn't do that. Like it was, it felt so impossible to do that. So do you have any tips for that? Because we feel like we need to be in our business and doing and accomplishing all the things and being in all the platforms and everything. 
So how do you pull yourself away to go do Muay Thai when you know that's good for you, but you also have maybe this pull to be working? I think it's just prioritization, which like to me, I also struggle with this. And I, especially in the age of laptops, it's hard. It's definitely hard to pull it away because I definitely took my laptop to Thailand. But I think when you're in the Muay Thai, because it's such an immersive experience, you just don't really think about it because you you literally are th- it's a lot of like strategy in terms of like trying not to get hit and like how to counter back. So I think I'm lucky in that regard that it's such a like mentally like engaging experience. But in terms of like how I try to keep a work life balance, like. I definitely find myself all the time thinking like, oh, I also need to do this thing and this thing and this thing. And then my to-do list ends up being like literally a mile long. So I literally, I started doing this thing where I have like a calendar of like each day of the week and like the to-dos for those days. And then I have a backlog. And so what I end up doing is like in the beginning of the day or whenever I feel like really overwhelmed by the amount of tasks I have, I literally look at that calendar and think like, okay, what is the one or two things that I should focus on for today? And then everything else I'm just going to put in the backlog. And then we'll revisit it when I'm done with those one or two things. And usually the one or two things will end up taking the whole day anyway. So I just go back and look at the backlog maybe like the next day and see if it's still like the most high priority thing I need to do. So you do that by the day? Do you do it by the week? Do you have like monthly themes? How often do you prioritize? I have monthly themes, but I think the very tactical, like concrete tasks, they're due on a weekly basis. Yeah. Like this month for me, I just had an audit with Casey Marquis last month. So this month for me is literally just like focusing on getting all the things on the list done to the extent that I can and not trying to get like just which I definitely have gotten distracted by like other shiny objects here and there. But I'm like, no, just focus on this for now. It's hard to do that. It is so hard. I find difficulty in that all the time. So for anyone listening who's like, this seems impossible. I get it. Clary gets it. It is not easy because we do get pulled in so many directions. But yeah, I think that just having that laser focus on a handful of things is key to just prioritizing those things that really matter that week or that month or whatever. Yeah, I would even say I did it it on an annual level last year because last year after I came back from my trip, I was like, okay, I just need to really like prioritize and grow my blog. And before I kind of did Instagram as well as my blog and I just didn't see high ROI on it for myself personally. And I actually work for Instagram too, but which is really ironic, but... I was just like, I mean, there's, I don't think it's a secret that to grow on Instagram, you have to be really consistent with content production and specifically for video. And that was just not something I wanted to invest my time in. So I just intentionally shifted away from that. And I focused specifically on SEO and photography. And that once I got like the right format down for that, like having the right photography, writing the articles in a way that was SEO optimized. And I was just like repeating that many times consistently. Because I also looked at all the bloggers when you like got into Mediavine relatively recently. I asked them how many posts they had. It was always like 100 plus something, like 150 on average, I'd say. So I was like, I did the math. I was like, okay, that's about two to three posts a week 
So I just try to aim for that every week. I like your approach, how you're kind of like, oh, how many, like, what's the number that it's, you know, average it takes to get here? And then you kind of go for that. So I love that. And then you've mentioned this a few times too. You have just looked into what is working and then you prioritize that, which I think is so important because a lot of us, me included, raising my hand here, do things over and over that don't work. And then we realize, oh my gosh, what have I been doing? And that is super frustrating. So step one, find the things that are working and then prioritize from there. Right. And then deprioritizing, like you mentioned, there are things that you are going to have to say no to if you want to succeed because you cannot do it all. And then social media was that thing for you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there are people who are very successful on social media. They get a lot of traffic from there. They get like a lot of brand deals or a really loyal audience. And that's definitely something I would be interested in pursuing in the future maybe. But I think for me, step one, I really wanted to get into Mediavine. So I really just focused on SEO. Yeah, I think that's super smart. You've mentioned this a couple of times. So investing, you said at first you were resistant to investing and the plugins and the things that would make your business move forward. And then you got to a point where you were like, okay, I need to start investing. So what made you get to that point? Like what was there one thing that you're like, oh, I need to do this. And then you just dug into making investments. Yeah, it's kind of similar to how I thought about like, what do I need to do to grow my blog? I also just looked at mine. And a lot of them kind of said the same things. Like a lot of them took the cooking with keywords course. They used key search. They focused on SEO. A lot of them had the audit with Casey. A lot of them took like a photography class. So they all had the plugin WP Rocket, a good theme. Like literally I was on a free theme for so long. It's actually a little embarrassing. Like it was until August, maybe I switched over to Feast and literally overnight, like without having like produced any new content or whatever, my traffic literally just like went up. I was just like on a free theme. Like I think it was maybe Kale. Yeah, I think it's like you have to be willing to invest in this as you would in any business. And I think blogging compared to a lot of other businesses is actually not as high a barrier to entry to invest in as in something like a restaurant or whatever. So yeah. And I think it's like everyone else is doing it. If you're not doing it, you're just not setting yourself up to be competitive. I know this is so true, Clara. I see it all the time. Like people who are willing to invest and people who are not, and they're doing otherwise, like outside of that, they're doing the same things. Like maybe they're creating the same number of posts and doing, you know, high quality content they're producing, the ones who do not invest fall behind every single time. And it's like, it's not like you have to make huge money investments. Like the feast theme that you mentioned is not a wildly expensive plugin, but it can take you so far. There are these little things that you can do that you should do if you want to get ahead. Yeah. And the way I think about it is like, you can either spend your money or you can spend your time. And I think I'd rather after the first year, especially, I think I've learned that I think I should rather spend my money. That's so true. And time is so valuable that we need to protect our time, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Anything else that you feel like food bloggers listening might be intrigued to know? Anything along the lines of just this mentality, the mindset of getting, you know, like more fit? and digging into your blog a little bit more? 
Yeah, I think similar to, and I think I mentioned this before, but I think similar to getting more fit, or it's good to have like concrete, controllable goals that you can work towards. I think everyone has this like huge goal if they're not in Mediavine already, like, hey, I want to get into Mediavine. Like, how can I get to that 50K? But like really working backwards and breaking that down into like smaller goals, because Ultimately, we can't really control the sessions, right? Like that's kind of based on the algorithm that Google has. We can control is like the quality of our posts, um, how often we post, if we're investing in taking the right photography. And so that's kind of like, that's another mindset shift that I had to make for myself because in the beginning I was like looking at Google Analytics every day and just like getting frustrated. Mm. So I just really try to shift my mindset into like, okay, this is obviously not something I have direct control over. What are the things I can control to move the needle on this? That's like where I went into having the two to three posts a week, really investing in my photography education. I love this so much because a lot of us fall into this trap where we try to control the things that are completely out of the realm of control for us. I've done that for years on end where I would just open Google Analytics and obsessively look at it like something in my eyes was going to change the number like laser beams or something but we can't do that. Like what like step away from the analytics and do those things that you know can move the needle forward, which is exactly what you did and I think it's so smart. Yeah, this is such a great approach. So having your fitness mindset, Clara, as kind of a backdrop for the way you approach your business is super smart. Yeah, I'm really glad that it all worked out and aligned. <laughs> I definitely feel like there's definitely a lot a lot more to do, but I think I've gotten to a point where like my mindset is in a good place. So I'm very happy about that. And as bloggers, we need our mindset to be in a good place. Otherwise, frustration sets in and we are prone to giving up. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. I love this chat so much. Thank you so much for everything today, Clara, and for joining me and delivering so much value to food bloggers. We appreciate you. Yeah, thank you for having me. This was so fun. Do you have a quote or words of inspiration to leave us with? Yeah. So the quote I have is, Success isn't always about greatness. It's about consistency. And consistent hard work leads to success. And greatness will come after that. Uh, It's like I am so aligned with that. It's something I so strongly believe in. Love that you ended that way. We'll put together show notes for you, Clara. If anyone wants to look at those, you can go to eatblogtalk.com forward slash Fitchin Food Life. And that is spelled F-I-T-S-I-A-N Food Life. Tell everyone where they can find you on your blog and in social media, etc. Clara. Yeah, you can find me on fitchinfoodlife.com or my Instagram, which is also fitchinfoodlife. And I just also released a new recipe template that will help you calculate your macros and will give you two recipes that you can customize to fit your macros. So hopefully that will help people with getting an idea of like what it's like to calculate their macros and create a recipe that fits their personal health goals. Oh, awesome. Definitely go check that out and peek at Clara's blog. It is beautiful and her social channels. So thank you again, Clara, for being here. And thank you so much for listening today, food bloggers. I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Eat Blog Talk. 
please share this episode with a friend who would benefit from tuning in. I will see you next time.